At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. And welcome to Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I am Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook, joined for the next three hours by Wes Reynolds over at Mandalay Bay. Wes, I, I miss you up close and personal, but it's still good to see you here even though we are on the split screen for the next three hours. We do have a great show, Wes, lined up for us today. Of course, at the bottom half of this hour, Rick Doc Walker, our buddy. We love to talk to him from Fox in Washington, D.C., does the Fox 5 pregame show. Of course, won a Super Bowl championship with the Washington football team back in the day. It is Dallas week in D.C. We'll discuss all things uh, Dallas and Washington with the DOC. Mike Peronio is going to join you over there at Mandalay Bay. Of course, he is the sportsbook manager. And how about this treat? We got Lance Moore going to join us, the uh, former New Orleans Saints Super Bowl champion wide receiver. He is in the Saints Hall of Fame as well. And our own Tim Murray is going to join us, the host of the Nightcap on Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock to 1 a.m. Eastern. And we're going to talk all things bowling with Tim Murray in college football. And Wes, because you and I have done this throughout the college football season, let's start off with college football today. And obviously a light slate, but boy, what a great day. And you know this, and I know your dad is a Marine and myself as a Marine. It's the one day of the year that we root for the Navy against the Army here. And you look at the numbers right now, Army is a significant favorite here, uh, laying seven against the midshipmen. The total very low here. Out of that, was down to as low as 34, up to 35 now, 35 and a half here at BetMGM. Uh, you know me, I, I can't back the Army just for, uh, you know, for heart reasons here. But what about our heads, Wes? What do you make of this number and certainly that low total? Yeah, and Dave, I did get fired up for this game this morning when I saw that that video of uh, Coach Corso on ESPN, who used to be an assistant coach at Navy and wearing that Navy robe with the N on it, like the letter sweater and the Marine Corps logo on it. So I got pumped for this game. This game, by the way, being played in East Rutherford at MetLife uh, Sports Complex. But I am on the side here. I did take Navy plus seven and a half earlier this week because if you look at the records, Navy three and eight straight up. So this is their bowl game, essentially. Army is going to play in a bowl game here in a couple weeks. The Armed Forces Bowl down in Fort Worth, they're going to take on Mizzou. Army has has gotten the early money in this game, including some of mine. It's now up to about three and a half or four, depending on your store. But I am on Navy here. I thought Navy 
you know, struggled to start the season, but played a little bit better. Kind of seemed like they found a serviceable quarterback to run this triple option, which both teams, of course, run. So it's, I mean, these teams know each other so well. So they're running the same offensive system, both run the triple option. And to your point where you talked about the uh, undertrend, uh, the last 15 years, it has gone under the total. And actually this from Todd Dewey from the Las Vegas Review Journal out here, he said the last 50 years, the under is 40. Nine and one oh my God. overall with these games. So, look, the defenses know what they're going to run. It's just about execution. It's about if the offensive line can get enough holes and get some gash runs down the field. But total, because of that trend, I think maybe people going contrarian, trying to play over here. It was 34 and a half. Now seeing 35 and a half at BetMGM, 36. Uh, probably if you were looking to maybe bet the over at the end, you may have missed a party, so might want to wait for in game. But I'm on the midshipman plus seven in the hook. Okay, it's fascinating that the under has hit 15 straight years going back to 2006. But to that point, Wes, that you make here with the history, uh, certainly uh, of the totals here in the last 15 years, and this was a very interesting tweet from Brad Powers. Now, the game has gone under, as you just mentioned, 15 straight years. But this year's total, where it sits right now, the over would have hit in the last 15 years eight out of those 15 with one Mm -hmm. tie. So because it is so low now that it finally feels like it's been adjusted for, is there a little bit of value there to to your point here that maybe now they've adjusted it low enough to double dog dare people to finally hit that over? Well, I can say one thing. I don't really want to go to the under. By the way, no snow here, uh, maybe some light wind, just cold in the Northeast, as you would expect it would be in December this time of year. But the weather really doesn't look all that inclement, at least uh, from glance. I'm watching on the monitor on television here. But I, I couldn't go under because it's like, You know, the trend can be your friend, but when everybody else knows about that trend, the trend becomes your acquaintance. And that's what I think it is if if you're going with the under here. It's like everybody knows, you know, it's been the most automatic bet seemingly in sports to go under. And like I said that Todd Dewey mentioned, 40 of the last 50 years, it's gone under the total. But I'm probably going to take a pass on that and maybe look at the end game. But I am sitting on at least a decent number with Navy at seven and a half. You know, it's interesting you said that because you're really good at adjusting once you see what's happened early on and really gauging that either for a second-half play or an in-game play here. If you like Navy, and I know you have them plus the seven and a half, would you advise people to wait on potentially playing a money line play on the Navy and seeing how that first quarter goes, if they can make any inroads here? Because Navy's really yeah, struggled pro- to score. Yeah, you probably want to. And look, Army has controlled the series in recent years as the midshipmen now take the field. They're the first team to take the field for the Army-Navy Classic that we have this afternoon. But yeah, I would probably wait on that. But Navy, I do think, has some momentum when you really look at how they played down the stretch this season. Uh, A lot of struggles early on, but I think that game against Cincinnati, where Cincinnati's obviously playing for the college football playoff, and you know, Navy was right there with them pretty much the whole way for the cover and they actually had the ball last but too far away to really pose any threat to tie the game but I think that game and then they went on the road to beat Tulsa who did make a bowl game this year the one outlier performance Notre Dame ended up covering with uh, 34 to 6 Notre Dame got a late score in the fourth quarter for those that had Navy plus 21 to uh, force the midshipmen not to cover that game but then Navy was right there with East Carolina lost by three ECU got a last second field goal and then in a season finale Navy absolutely rolled over Temple 38 to 14. So I think you've seen a little bit of buy sign with the midshipmen uh, so far. And and they've been live as underdogs this year. Look, uh, covered against a ranked SMU team at the time, only lost by seven, only lost by eight at Houston. They do struggle to score, as you mentioned, Dave. Uh, so that's that, to your point on the under. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why the total is that low. It's not just because the systems these two teams run with the triple option, but they do really struggle to score, but I think with this uh, quarterback that they have brought in, because it was uh, Lavatai who they have, and he's been, I think, at least competent. He's not exactly Keenan Reynolds, who you remember oh, yeah. uh, was so great for the Naval Academy four-year starter. Yeah, but the kid from uh, St. John's, Florida here, he has been at least, I think, competent. He's very young and very new to this offense, and look, this offense is about precision. And as you get older and you get more experience in this offense, 
you usually get better. He's only a sophomore quarterback. Like, usually when you're a junior, senior, you can run this thing no problem. Yeah, Wes, to your point, too, and you made it uh, earlier this week, and I love it. The key today is to sing second. So let's mm-hmm. see if it's going to be Army or Navy. But to your point, maybe wait, see how that first quarter plays out there, and then uh, think about some in-game scenarios. We'll discuss those uh, as the game kicks off and we get ready to go with the Army-Navy Classic. Wes, very quickly, uh, before we get a break, let's take a, quick, a couple looks here uh, at the college football playoff. You mentioned Cincinnati. Of course, they are in against Alabama. And uh, right now to win the college football playoff and be crowned national champions, Cincinnati 14-1. to 1. So obviously the longest shot on the board. Not overly surprised that Alabama is now the, the small favorite at plus 120 over Georgia. Uh, but we're anticipating, at least the odds makers are anticipating, that all-SEC final. Uh, do you think that that's a smart play if you're an SEC backer to say, you know what? I, I, instead of picking, I, I might just pick either and it'd be a small profit as long as I get that matchup. But is there any, I don't know, is there any profit possibility there to that rationale of all SEC final? That would probably be the way that I go, and that's the matchup I think we're going to see. Now, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily laying the points in these matchups. I actually like Cincinnati, 13 and a half. I'd like to see if we can get that hook up and get to 14. But, look, I think Cincinnati, if you look at the numbers, you got to take into account the competition. But usually when you get in a bowl game, when you get the better defense in terms of ranking and the team that's better at running the ball, usually that's a take, and that's why one of the reasons I do take Cincinnati. Now, keep in mind that's against AAC competition and not against the SEC slate that Alabama faces. So take that with at least a little bit of a grain of salt. But, I, you know, Cincinnati, they weren't in the playoff last year, but they were in a high-profile game in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia, and they did cover double digits. They actually probably should have won the game. They were up 21-10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter, ended up losing by three. And now you get Alabama – that does get a little bit inflated because they beat Georgia. I mean, let's keep in mind this team was darn near a touchdown underdog in the SEC championship game just last weekend in Atlanta. So now you get the adjustment here. I do like these points with Cincinnati. Look, could Alabama potentially blow them out? Yes, but I think Cincinnati's defense is absolutely for real and will keep this game competitive. Yeah, right there with you. You and I talked about it Tuesday on the Lombardi line here earlier in the week. Are you surprised that, that we haven't seen the Bama money come in yet? Because we anticipate this line potentially to get to 14, 14 and a half, right? Do we mm. think that if there's a line move, that's the way it would ultimately go? It's probably, Dave, going to dance around the number. It's going to be 13 and a half. It's going to be 14. When a 14 pops, people are going to grab it. Mm-hmm. You know, when it goes down to 13 and a half, maybe lay the favorite. So it's probably going to dance around that number, I think, for the next couple weeks. And very quickly, uh, you know, I've been a, a Michigan guy all year, Wes, with you right here betting across America. And I know, obviously, Georgia is the, the favorite for, for the reason there. But uh, getting seven and a half, do you expect that number to stay over that, that number of seven, that key number? Once again, it's probably going to dance around the number, and I had this conversation with our buddy Pete Futak. I was on with the Gil Alexander last night on primetime action right here on VSIN. And you know what, Dave? I know you've been a Michigan guy all year, but it almost feels like Georgia, because they lost, because it's like, yeah, they lost to Alabama yet again. It almost feels like Georgia's the most disrespected team of these Final Four in the college football playoffs. So potentially, like, if this gets seven or lower, I don't think it's going to get lower, but if it gets seven... That might be the buy spot on the Bulldogs for me. Yeah, what a year it's been for Michigan. Jim Harbaugh's up for Coach of the Year. Remember the same Jim Harbaugh that everybody wanted out of Ann Arbor, and all of a sudden they're, they're in the final four of college football. All right, Wes, great start. Obviously, we've got a lot to get to here. When we come back, we're going to do one of our favorite exercises, buy, sell, or hold in the NFL in the NFCs. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VEASAN.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is Betting Across America. And again, we're going to have Rick Doc Walker joining us at the bottom of the hour, talking all things NFL, specifically the Dallas Cowboys against the Washington football team. When it's Dallas week in D.C., there's nothing quite like it. And to that end, Wes, let's do a little exercise here of buy, sell, or hold in the NFC East because this is a division that we all just assumed was over. It's the Dallas Cowboys. It's a runaway freight train. Nobody's going to get there. But wait a minute. Don't look now. Are you going to look? Washington's won four games in a row. They're back to 500. No, by the way, their last five games are all divisional opponents, including two against those Cowpokes starting tomorrow in D.C. So is there any value here on Ron Rivera to go back-to-back in the NFC East and catch the Cowboys there at plus 700? I don't think so necessarily, Dave. I think Washington, look, they've kind of reached their peak here. And and look, they've got a winning streak going on. And a lot of people kind of like them tomorrow against Dallas. I actually lean the Cowboys side in that particular spot. I think this is maybe where water finds its level a little bit with Washington. And they're kind of the trendy pick that like, oh, maybe they can catch the Cowboys. And look, I don't think Dallas is going to be caught. I think they're going to win this division. But if I were looking at a little bit of pizza money value, if you're looking at I would say hold on the Cowboys especially if you have them at a better number to win the division and maybe sell on the Washington football team the team I would buy though would be the Philadelphia Eagles perhaps at 14 to 1 now the Eagles are on a bye week this week so they only have four games left but if you look at their schedule it is like like the Washington football team it's all NFC East opponents Mm -hmm. throughout And all three of them come into Lincoln Financial Field. Now, that hasn't been a good home field so far for the Eagles, even though they've seemingly figured it out the last couple games. Uh, They finally beat the Saints a few weeks ago because they had not been winning games at home. But keep in mind the competition that the Eagles played at home. They played the 49ers. They played the Chiefs. They played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, look, those are all going to be playoff teams, essentially. You would think 49ers still got a little bit of work to do. uh, Speaking of a little bit of work to do, it's going to be the Naval Academy Army in the end zone for the first score two minutes into the game. So a PAT going to be pending six nothing Army. But back to what we were talking about here with the NFC East, we have, look, Philadelphia has three of their last four games at home. And they're all divisional opponents. So they'll get the Washington football team next week. They'll get the New York Giants next week. And who knows who's going to play quarterback for the New York Giants. There was discussion that maybe Jake from State From was going to go ahead and play this week. But Mike Glennon looks like he may be clearing concussion protocol based on the number I'm seeing. So he's probably going to go against the Chargers tomorrow. Then the Eagles got to go to Washington on January 2nd. Then they close out with the Cowboys. So look, you got three divisional games at home. So the schedule 
down the stretch is probably best for the Philadelphia Eagles. 14-1, uh, to look, there's a reason why it's that high because Dallas should hang on, but maybe worth a stab here if you're looking to find something down the board. Yeah, I, I think it's a great call by you. And again, Gardner Minshew now, the starting quarterback in West. I don't know if he's going to stay the starter. Jalen Hurts is going to get his, his job back, but there's some schools of thought out there that if it remains Gardner Minshew, to your point, pizza money on the Eagles might not be the worst way to go there because, again, and I know better than most, those Cowboys, they do seem to struggle down the stretch in recent years here trying to hold on to that divisional lead. Again, nobody's repeated in the NFC since 2004, so that would probably at least historically say that Washington at plus 700 might not be the best buy scenario. See the Giants at 100-1 to there. They feel dead on the board. Let's switch the focus here, Wes, over to the uh, AFC West. And this is another division that we felt like early on ultra competitive, right? We saw the Broncos with their great start, the Raiders with their great start. When you look at what their value is now, it's, it's, it's long shot scenario here, 20 and 30 to 1 respectively. And now the Chiefs are who we thought they were, and they're at minus 200 now. Buy, sell, or hold. And let me go right to the middle there and go to the L.A. Chargers at plus 190. What do you make of them? Because, Wes, they are the, one of the biggest head scratchers for me in the AFC. Uh, I don't know what to make of them either. They're a head-scratcher for me as well. Uh, at times, they look like a really elite team and look like a really below-average team. And they're going to get the Giants uh, tomorrow, so they're a double-digit favorite. They should get a win to go to 8-5. and five. And then they get the big one next Thursday night. They beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium earlier this year. Now you get Kansas City coming in, but you get a Kansas City team with a very much improved defense. The defensive improvement is absolutely for real. Now, offense still can be a little spotty because, you know, the Chiefs are having to play a different way on offense. Patrick Mahomes is kind of having to dink and dump and kind of take what the defense gives him instead of doing what they like to do, which is throw it all around the field and take shots vertically. But when you've got teams that are running these two high safeties and this underneath cover two kind of zone look like everybody seemingly is playing the Chiefs except the Raiders. And we saw it happen to the Raiders a few weeks ago right out here at Allegiant Stadium, and they're going to get a rematch tomorrow morning uh, in Arrowhead. But you look at the Chargers' schedule, Schedule, it looks pretty manageable in the fact that they do have uh, the Giants this week. They have the Chiefs coming in. Then they go to the Texans, the Broncos coming in, and at the Raiders. So there's a reason why that Charger price is so low because of the schedule. Now, I don't think that they're – I think that they should be a little higher in a plus-190 dog despite what I said about the schedule because I think now this is the time for the Chiefs to kind of grab this division by the throat. You have a Raiders team that who knows how they're going to finish the season. They've had so much adversity – on and off the field, really, this year with that organization. So you wonder if they're kind of the prime candidate, I would say, for the collapse. And then Denver, week to week, good, solid defense, mm -hmm. but really don't scare you offensively. We kind of saw that last Sunday night. They had 400 total yards against that good Kansas City defense now and only had nine points, had a lot of chances to get in that back door for those that took the Broncos and the points and never really could get it done. So Broncos are kind of another team that's a little bit of a mystery or kind of a week-to-week a -week proposition there. So the Chiefs actually at minus $2, I think, is relatively cheap to win this division. And I was going to say there might actually still be some value there uh, for the Chiefs at minus 200. But let's uh, go down that conspiracy theory in the rabbit hole here with the Raiders at 30-1 to because I know you mentioned – the Eagles maybe pizza money at 14 to 1 if you're really looking for a long shot here. They, they did go to Arrowhead last year and beat the Chiefs. And, and as you mentioned, Wes, they get that opportunity tomorrow. At 30 to 1, because they've been so Jekyll and Hyde this year and you can't quite figure them out, is there any pathway for this team? Or do you think that because of all the off the field stuff that you alluded to, that this team right now, it, it's just not a live dog scenario where you think they can really get off the deck? Because the schedule, you still have to go to Cleveland, and then you have to go to Indianapolis, and then tough divisional games against the Broncos and Chargers. The schedule is not exactly easy if you want to try to buy in a 30-1. to 1. No, it's not. And look, you've got three of five road games. But keep in mind, with the Las Vegas Raiders, they are new to the Las Vegas market. And 
really you have not seen that home field advantage materialize. I think you saw last week there were a ton of Washington football team yeah. fans here. And really ever since those first couple games that they've won at home, Raiders haven't exactly been a great proposition at home. They lost at home to Chicago. They did beat Philadelphia. They lost to Kansas City. They lost to Cincinnati. And they lost to the Washington football team. So they've lost four of their last five at home. And you only have two home games against divisional opponents. I don't see a path for the Raiders right now. I think that they are probably a prime team that's going to fade here at the end of the season. And again, the Broncos at 20-1, to 1 West. And you look at Vic Fangio, and again, the eye-opening game for me was when they went to Dallas and really punched them in the face and showed some physicality. But even with Teddy Two Gloves, who normally has been a cover machine here for this team, do you just, it, to me offensively, they just don't have enough pop and sizzle, even though, as you mentioned, the Chiefs offense is not where uh, we're accustomed to seeing it, and we know the Charger offense can be explosive like it was last week against Cincinnati. Is that why at 20-1, to 1, even if we trust the defense, the offense just doesn't give you enough signs of hope? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And look, Denver can always run the ball very solid. They continue to do so, whether it's Gordon or whether it's Javante Williams. But I think the problem is, and I know that we see that spread record every week for Teddy Bridgewater, especially when he's an underdog. Teddy Bridgewater, to me, is not an elite quarterback in this league, and that's what I think is holding Denver back. I think they have a very good defense, and they can always run the ball. It's not that Bridgewater has been bad, but he's just not as good as some of the opposing quarterbacks mm -hmm. in this division. And when you've got Patrick Mahomes, and when you've got Justin Herbert, guys that can fling it all down the field, you need guys with big play capabilities in the passing game, and they just have not had that thus far. Now, they're probably going to get back on track with a win over a very wounded Lions team tomorrow, but then you've got Cincinnati coming in right in the playoff mix. You have a road game at the Raiders. You have the uh, Chargers game, and then you close out with the Chiefs. So Denver, I think, is going to be either one game under 500 or one game over 500. That's not going to be enough to win this AFC West. No, you're right. They have opportunity when you look at those games, but those are spots that we think they're going to be dogs in, certainly against the Chargers and the Chiefs on the road. I, I do like Vic Fangio's guts, but to your point, they need a quarterback. Russell Wilson, maybe next year. How fun would that be? He was in Denver against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. When we come back, the DOC, he runs D.C., talking Dallas and Washington. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide will be released on Monday with everything you need to bet smarter in every single bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you with your very best bets. This guide is designed to give you an edge, whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops on Monday, so make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross back here at Circus Sportsbook. Wes Reynolds is over at Mandalay Bay, and Wes, as I look up, I see the Navy. They're on the move mm -hmm. into Army territory, but an early score, as you mentioned right now. What are you seeing in the live numbers? Yeah, who said that this was going to be a, uh, a low-scoring game other than everybody on the free world, essentially. <laughs> but right now, you mentioned Navy is in Army territory. I believe they're going to have first and goal yeah. here on this little reverse to the receiver. So Army now minus 6.5, minus a buck 20. 43.5 is the current total, by the way. We are at about the eight-minute mark in the first half. So uh, Navy trying to tie this up here in East Rutherford. Uh, also, another little afternoon matchup with a little bit chillier weather than this game. The MLS Cup's about to get started in Providence Park up in Portland. We're down to the Portland Timbers and New York City FC okay. for the marbles in MLS. All right, and very quickly, Wes, and you know, you and I talk about this shameless plug every Sunday in the Green Zone. I hope everybody watches us tomorrow. I, you know, I say take the points early in the game. It's second and goal right now for the midshipmen inside the five. I, I'm on record. No field goals today. No yeah, you're Navy. not going to see a lot of kicking, I don't think, today. Even though the weather, as was uh, sent to me by one of our listeners, uh, I, th I think it's just about 60 degrees or kind of in the high 50s. So not exactly the freezing northeast. Actually, the cold front in this country is probably out here where we are in Las Vegas <laughs> yeah. as it got down to about the low 30s last night. So you didn't expect that, did you, Dave Ross? No, I didn't, Wes. When I moved here from Chicago, I thought I was through with those days. And when I saw in the 30s, I thought, what in the wild, wild world of sports is going on here? But 
my uh, there is still some Midwestern blood in here, so I'll be able to adapt and overcome. Hey, let's talk a little college basketball real quick while I have you, Wes. And uh, some games that have caught my eye, and you might not know this, Wes, but I was once voted outstanding camper at St. Bonaventure Basketball Camp when I was 10, so I have a soft spot for the Bonnies as they take on Big Bad UConn. They used to be big and bad, not so bad these mm-hmm. days. What do you make of that number today, and do you think the Bonnies might be able to pull an upset? I, I do, actually. Now, I actually like the under a little bit better, and that's been hit. I think the opener was like 136.5, 137. I took under 134. But we do have some injury news, by the way, in this game for UConn. UConn is still going to be without Adema Sonogo and also Tyrese Martin. Sonogo is basically their their leading scorer and their best player. They were without them at, U, at West Virginia the other night. Huggy Bear got them by three, and that was pretty much around where the spread was. So UConn did take an L last time out, but uh, Dan Hurley is confirming that Sonogo and Tyrese Martin, who's kind of one of their super subs for UConn, is going to be out for this game against St. Bonaventure. This game, I believe, is going to be played uh, on the UConn campus. So, look, uh, the Bonnies, uh, Mark Schmidt has done a very good job with this team, and uh, uh, right now, the uh, Bonaventure is uh, my screen just disappeared. Sorry about that. Eight and one so far this year. UConn at eight and two. But I think that this is kind of going to be maybe a rock fight type of game. Yeah. So I do like the under in the spot. Okay, and let's talk a little bit about Arizona against Illinois. And again, I mentioned just came from Chicago and people of Brad Underwood squad. You know, I know they got off to a, a different, indifferent start for Illini fans uh, back home in Chicago area. What do you make of this team so far? And what do you make this spot today? Uh, against Arizona? Well, I mean, look, uh, Illinois, Kofi Coburn uh, missed the first three games due to suspension, and he has now come back. They had a nice win at Iowa the other night uh, to really open Big Ten play. But uh, Arizona, look, now we kind of got to start to talk about them, and I think they're going to start to get some buzz. Maybe this is a team that can make the Final Four. Tommy Lloyd is a first-year head coach, was on Mark Few's staff for years at Gonzaga, but I watched Arizona actually in person, actually uh, uh, at the uh, T-Mobile Arena, not far from where I'm sitting here at the Mandalay Bay, and they absolutely handled the Michigan Wolverines. And this was a team that was being talked about as a Final Four contender and still might be able to. It's obviously still very early in the season. And Arizona has size, and they really took these guys apart. They can shoot the three a little bit. They've got a lot of international players. Uh, so, look, uh, they have the size, I think, to go against Kofi Coburn today. Uh, Andre Curbelo, the point guard for Illinois, has missed a few games. So, obviously, uh, check on his status. But Arizona... Arizona has been impressive to me. This is going to Champaign, mm-hmm. and they're a road favorite. So that tells you the market pretty strong on this team. They're a team that's getting up and down the floor, much like the Zags do. The defense has been very good, and I, I really like that their big guy uh, uh, tr- name is just escaping me here. But the big guy for Arizona uh, and uh, Mahurin and Coloco, these guys down low, I think are going to be able to, you know, handle Kobe Coburn or at least meet his intensity. So. I like Arizona as the small road favorite here. Money line's about a dollar thirty-five, dollar forty. So I like the Wildcats here to actually upset Illinois, even though it wouldn't be an upset because they're the favorite. Yeah, you know, and boy, the Illini—they miss Iodasumu greatly right now. He's doing big things in Chicago with the Bulls these days. Wes, we have to update the Army-Navy game. Hey, Navy is in the end zone. A scoring drive mm-hmm. about five and a half minutes here, seven-six PAT pending. So Wes. Oh, my goodness. We're getting points in the Army-Navy game. And I know you so well these days that I got to think that you're going to start looking for an in-game scenario, maybe to play the under and think that maybe we get once that number pops up. Because right now, what, pre-flop is about 34-and-a-half? Yeah, right now it's 45-and-a-half currently. All tied at seven just midway through the first quarter. Army now goes back down to a a six-and-a-half point favorite, minus $1.20. And uh, that's essentially where they were pre-flop, pretty much seven across the way. But 45-and-a-half is your current total. Army minus $3 on the money line, plus 220 on the Navy side. Second or First half total now up to 27-and-a-half. Are you going to wait, Wes, as an in-game uh, potential bet here and see that what, what, what it is when we get to halftime in the Army-Navy and see if maybe this thing slows down? Or maybe yeah. we just kind of keep, keep, keep getting points and you just uh, steer clear until we get to halftime? 
Yeah, I'm going to wait probably on this one. Uh, I'm happy to see that Navy is a Navy plus seven and a half better. They responded. You know, they didn't hang their heads because sometimes when the other team scores first, it's kind of like, oh, God, here we go again. And Navy didn't take that approach, and they marched down the field and stuffed it right down Army's throat. All right. So right now, seven all there, and you see that adjusted total there of 44 and a half. We'll keep a watchful eye on that game as it develops. Let's get back to our college basketball conversation And, you know, Wes, I normally say this about John Calipari teams at Kentucky. You better get them early because they're Mm -hmm. tough to get late. So, still early in the year here in December, any chance for Notre Dame to get them early? I think there is a chance. And, by the way, this is going to be Kentucky's first road game of the season. Now, they opened up at Madison Square Garden in that Champions Classic against Duke, and Duke got them 79-71 in the Garden. But if you look at what Kentucky has done over their last several games, they've all been at home in Rupp Arena. Only one team kind of in the top 200, if you look at those Ken Palm rankings, and that was Ohio University. Kentucky easily took care of them. But they played Robert Morris, Mount St. Mary's, Ohio, Albany, North Florida, Central Michigan, and Southern University. Not exactly a murderer's row of opponents, but smart scheduling by John Calipari with the young team, incorporating a couple transfers. They're uh, really good on the offensive glass. Oscar Tshibwe, who is the transfer from West Virginia, certainly helping their cause. They seemingly are a little bit better shooting the basketball. They've got some guys that can shoot the three like Kellen Grady, and they've got uh, Xavier uh, Xavier Wheeler, who is the transfer mm-hmm. from Georgia, Ty Ty Washington, a freshman guard, but now you are going on the road to a Notre Dame team that is kind of struggling right now, three and four, just lost to BC last Friday. I actually like Notre Dame as the small home underdog here. All right, let's go to UCLA and Marquette, and obviously UCLA was the tournament darlings a year ago. I'm a VCU grad, so I've got a soft spot for Shaka Smart doing good things early at Marquette. What do you make of this matchup here? Because obviously UCLA has got the cachet. Shaka feels like he's got some upstarts, but he's been playing hard with his new club. Yeah, they have. And uh, uh, this game actually was supposed to be played at 1.30 Central Time, but had to get moved to 8.30 tonight because there was a delay with the UCLA flight that actually forced them to spend the night in Denver. Mm. So that's why you've seen the TV network change and then the tip-off get postponed. I actually like the under here in this spot between UCLA and Marquette. Really couldn't deal with the side. I thought UCLA as a seven-point favorite was very fair. But Shaka does have this team play. Playing well, they escaped with a buzzer-beating win at Kansas State in the Octagon of Doom the other night. So uh, Shaka's got them playing good defense here. UCLA has more talent, but I think they can slow this game up a little bit at Marquette. I like the under here, UCLA Marquette, a late-night tip-off tonight. Yeah, 148 and a half, so a rather large total that you're going to get with UCLA with that high-powered offense. But I'm kind of with you there, Wes. Maybe Shaka can make that a grinder a little bit instead of a, a free-flowing game there. So let's see if Marquette can play that close. Okay, 7-all right now. Army-Navy will give you those live totals and adjusted totals as they change throughout the afternoon. And, Wes, when we come back, Mike Peronio is going to join you out there at Mandalay Bay. Of course, he is the sports manager at Mandalay Bay. And we'll see what side Mike in the book needs today between Army and Navy. Come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Right now, new customers have a chance to win 200 bucks in free bets when they place a $10 money line wager on Dustin the Diamond Poirier to win his fight on Saturday night. That is tonight. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Get ready to start turning knockouts into payouts. Plus, you'll get access to BetMGM's live betting options, daily promotions, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if the diamond wins visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly if you have a problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in mississippi and nevada dave ross back here at circus sportsbook Wes Reynolds is joined by the sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay, Mike Peranio. Gentlemen, always great to, to have you joining us, Mike, with Wes and I here betting across America. And if you don't mind, if I can start there, as I was just reading about Dustin the Diamond Poirier tonight against Charles Oliveira, Mike, and I do wonder, are you seeing the action already come in, or will it keep coming in as we get closer and closer to the main event tonight here in Las Vegas? Is it a late-arriving crowd for the MMA better? Things typically that way too. We get a lot of late action on the in, on any kind of MMA or fighting. Uh, in this case, just so you guys know, we're showing it f- first time I think in Vegas history. We're showing that UFC card free in the sports book here. We expect huge crowds for that tonight. Ooh. So we're pretty excited about that. Working a deal out with the UFC and BetMGM. They're on it, and this is going to be an interesting thing. And uh, right now, we need uh, Poirier. Poirier. Uh, the ticket count's about equal, but the money is 3-1 to one on the other side. And, uh, Mike, in terms of the rest of the card, any other lopsided decisions that you might be seeing for this UFC 269 held at T-Mobile later this yeah. evening? Yeah, the, the other one we have a decision on, it's kind of small, but we need uh, Amanda Nunez uh, for a small amount. The ticket count's 8-1. to one, Yeah. Uh, Pena, but the money is only three to two, so right, uh, it's a little different. And typically, you see that I think in a lot of UFC fights where yeah. it's like you know people like to bet a little to win a lot. Look, we've seen upsets over the years in the UFC where you get several hundred to thousand dollar underdogs going ahead and pulling upsets here. So people are going to take that chance here, but uh, we'll see if Juliana Pena has enough. I'm not sure. This is the greatest female mixed martial artist she's fighting, so but people aren't going to win and lay that big price. No, yeah, we're real excited about the the UFC and working with BetMGM. We had uh, Rose here yesterday doing a signing. Oh, nice. Hundreds of people. Hundreds of people. They said it was their third biggest uh, showing of a signing. Uh, We were really excited to do that yesterday. It was a big event. It's very cool, Mike, because again, I mean, to me, that's kind of breaking news that you guys have the fights there at Mandalay Bay working out that agreement with the UFC. I think you're going to get a lot more foot traffic uh, obviously with that scenario, Mike, and having Rose Nami Yunus there, having the champ champ there. Uh, yeah, that's going to draw in a crowd. It's interesting to me, Mike, and with that partnership with the UFC, I know boxing still, when you get a big-time boxing matchup back, you know, yesteryear, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Manny Pacquiao fight, something of that ilk, uh, and, and certainly right now Tyson Fury in the heavyweight division. Is the UFC starting to catch up when you look at your handle? When you get a big card like UFC 269 tonight, the last pay-per-view of the year, are they making en-roads to a to a boxing level that you're seeing? 
They 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 are making inroads, but they have such so many cards and so many different fights every week, even that it's it's more spread out over a lot, you know, more period. And let's be honest, boxing brings in a huge high-end level guest here. So when we get boxing bets, they are huge. Uh, the, the the crowds that go to boxing, like the McGregor and Mayweather fight, to get a ringside seat, it was twenty thousand dollars. So. You know, guys like that can bet big on boxing because they're paying big to come here, and it's a, an, it's an event. And if you haven't been to a boxing in Las Vegas, it's one of about 100 things now with the stadium and everything else going on <laughs> that you can do in Vegas. You can't go anywhere else and have the same experience. Mike, uh, let's turn to college football, and we'll get to the bowl games momentarily, but we have one more regular season game. That yes. is the Army-Navy game here at MetLife Complex in East Rutherford. So far, 7-7, seven to seven, 215 left to go, Army and Navy territory, but uh, what did you see on this game? Look, all we heard all week was, okay, the under has cashed the last 15 years. I think it's 40 out of the last 50 per Todd Dewey at the Las Vegas Review-Journal. What betting pattern did you see for Army-Navy today? Yeah, not much, nothing on the, the, the total, but uh, we need Navy for a decent amount and I saw Army came right out and scored it. Looks like they tied it up now. But uh, the ticket counts two to one on the, on Army, and the money is five to one. But uh, it's one of my favorite games. Uh, the, if, I still have goosebumps from the start of this game and the, mm-hmm. everything they do pre-game. Absolutely, it's amazing, and uh, it's a, a game worth watching. And uh, we'll stick with college football really quickly. Uh, Look, the bowl games are now out. You can bet the full menu. I think there's like 45 of them. I may have lost count. They keep adding more and more bowl games. But, look, they're still up. And, obviously, you have conference football or college football futures with national championship that are still live. Uh, what are you seeing so far in the bowl betting and, and uh, in terms of the uh, futures liability for the championship? Yeah, the championship liability, we, we have a – Big, we're a big loser on Cincinnati. Uh, they're in, and we'll see how that turns out. Uh, since it's based on uh, uh, winning it, we just need them. There's no spread, so we probably are going to be able to get past Cincinnati. Michigan's a small loser for us, too, though. So uh, Georgia's the, the people have been on their bandwagon since their defense was shining like crazy. And uh, so we have a uh, – is. Georgia and Bama are the first and second best ones for us. But uh, the odds on Cincinnati were so high, a lot of people didn't believe they'd get in even if they were undefeated. So uh, the odds were, were were good on them, and people took advantage of it, and they did get in. Mike, is that a sharp money that you're seeing on Michigan, or is that more fan money coming in on the long shots here with Michigan and Cincinnati yeah. getting the better odds? Yeah, you're right. I mean, we could get some maybe some smart money now, but futures tend to be non-smart mm-hmm. money because they're open all year long, and there's so much much betting going on on it over the entire course of a year that even if there's some smart money off it we always lay we get enough of the regular bets to offset anything and it's not a last minute thing where we can get in a bad position so uh bet mgm's done a good job that sounds like a good way to go into this meeting george and bama that sounds like we're in a good position <laughs> yeah i'd and, say uh, so and uh, NFL, obviously, tomorrow, we're kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty at least a little bit here in week 14. Are some potential uh, loser-leave-town matches, if you will, in terms of staying in the playoff chase. What are you seeing for tomorrow? Well, first of all, and maybe I said this before on the show, but uh, the wisest guy I know in sports betting once told me if a team needs to win, it's because they, and I won't use the right. words I can't use, but they're <laughs> horrible to start with. So, uh, and I, I live by that. And so anybody that needs to win, I stick away from, stay away from. But uh, surprisingly, we're going to need the Raiders big. And that's, we had some six-figure mm-hmm. bets. I'm probably, you guys probably talked about it already. We had a six-figure week on the Chiefs. Uh, if you throw that out, it's basically two-way action on that game so uh but we need the washington very big too and it's uh the same better that did the six figures on the cowboys did it same thing on on the on the washington being very big in the in the raiders in the chiefs game so uh the only other game there's a little bit was uh the rams cardinals and we need the cardinals for a small amount but it's bet kind of light so far right it seems like it's like it may be a two-way type of game yeah. that we're gonna see because there are still believers in the rams i'm a tepid believer since they were my Super Bowl pick to start 
start the season, mm. but I'm giving them one more shot. But they've been letting betters down, really, yeah. against these really good teams. But I think, you know, I think you're fine, Wes. I mean, it's going to boil down to defense and running the ball, and uh, the Rams' defense is still good. Uh, mm -hmm. No matter what else has happened, and if they can run the ball a little more and get that offensive line going, they have a, a decent shot. I kind of like that, and I'm sure you got pretty good odds on it. But uh, it's that time of year, weather. We saw it last week. Weather plays huge. Monday impact. night, yes. Uh, even in fantasy, I talk to guys that are in these fantasy leagues, including myself, and I'm in both the uh, championships. Uh, the, you want to watch the weather. I mean, if you have a quarterback and he's only going to throw three times, you're not going to get many fantasy points out of that. No. Hey, Mike, it's interesting because uh, Wes and I were discussing it earlier where the Chiefs are now the prohibitive favorite to win the AFC West at minus 200. That, I'm sure that line move for you for the futures market there for the Chiefs has been like a yo-yo this year. Is there a liability on the Chiefs going forward now that they feel like they're finding their footing again? Yeah, and, and you're right about that. It's going to increase. We're going to get more people betting futures now. Um, and there's some advantages to betting futures late in the season. I, one year, the year the Green Bay had to win their last game to even get in the playoffs. I got them at 25-1, to 1, and they, I think they might have been the first team to go from a wild card to win the Super Bowl that year. So it is possible, and you get pretty decent odds. I don't, I'm not a big fan of betting futures early and letting me hold your money for eight, nine months. <laughs> it's just not a good idea. You can get better odds once you've been through the season a little ways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike, before we let you go, just got about 30 seconds left. What are kind of the sharp moves that we're seeing on the NFL card tomorrow? Yeah, there's uh, some NFL sharp moves. The 49ers went from plus one and a half to minus one and a half. That definitely was smart money. Uh, the Jags have dropped from ten and a half to eight and a half. Um, the Giants ten and a half down to nine and a half. Your, and your Rams have gone down a half a point. There is a total that moved, which is surprising. The Panthers and the Seahawks went down two full points, maybe because of weather. I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mike Brania. Wes will be back in a moment. Much more to get to. Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.